For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Celtics, brought to you by Ben Online. I'm your host, Warren Shaw, along with my guy, Gary Washburn. We are your host and resource for everything Celtics this season. G-Money, how we doing, family? Good. How's it going, Warren? Always an interesting week, another interesting week in Celtics world. Lots to talk about. So definitely looking forward to it. You know what it is. So, you know, because we're both NBA guys and we both like the Celtics, recover and Celtics in some capacity, but always want to kind of get the general thoughts on the league because it just kind of keeps the show a little bit more interesting. You don't have to like go too, too, too deep and everything else. But um, one of the things I've noticed in the early part of the season is some of these tanking teams aren't, aren't tanking. Well, they're not doing a good job of tanking, i.e. San Antonio and Utah. Um, what are some some thoughts that you've seen from the first, you know, week or week and a half here of the NBA season? What's kind of caught your eye? Uh, one, Warren, I think that there doesn't seem to be, be a really great team. Um, you know, the Celtics look good, but their defense hasn't been all that great. Now they're 3-1. and one. Milwaukee is 3-0, and oh, but, you know, they kind of – stumbled you know a little bit in that opener against uh, Philadelphia um uh, I don't think they look particularly great uh against the Nets um so they, you know they're three and0 but it hasn't they haven't looked all that great so I, I kind of think that they're just not a real you know the Warriors are two and two uh you know everybody's getting hammered like you know Memphis looked great then went to Dallas and got lost by 30 like this is a league that any night you can get your buck. Look at the Celtics. They look great. And then the Bulls who, I mean, I, I was talking to a Bulls reporter before the game, Warren, and he was just like, oh, man, I mean, you really expect this to be a game? The Bulls allowed 132 points to Cleveland in their home opener the other night. Their mm-hmm. defense is terrible. And then they go out and hammer the Celtics and beat them by, by 18 points. So, you know, you just don't know. And I, it, it sounds like a cliche, but like any given night, like you can get, you can get whooped in this league. And I think that even the, we've, we've seen, like you said, San Antonio, Utah, those teams will get you, you know, there's no easy games. There's no like, Oh, we got this. Now, eventually that might change once teams kind of start losing. I mean, you look at Detroit and Detroit hasn't won since opening night. And some of these teams are off to really slow starts and that might dictate how their season goes, but it's a very parity is around us. It's here. And, even the, the teams, if you look at Utah, I mean, they got talent. You know, we talked about, yeah. I mean, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markinen, um, Colin Sexton. You know, like Sexton and Markinen are, are, are lottery picks. Mike Conley, you know, could still get it done. I mean, you look at you look at uh, some of the, you know, players that they – Walker Kessler, first-round pick. Like, open. Yeah. yeah, like to, to me – if you load your team with good young talent, there's going to be times you're going to, you're going to play well. And I'd say San Antonio is a bigger surprise because you thought, you know, but they got 
Keldon Johnson and Vassell and Jakob Pertle and Primo. Like they got these these teams have already, you know, lined up first round picks and lottery picks, and now they're trying to tank. So it might be a little bit difficult. I mean, I remember, you know, when we were talking about, you know, the tanking and the Philly. And I mean, if you look, just take a look, you know, go to basketball reference or and look at the look at that roster, the one that won, I think, 11 games. Look at the players. I mean, they're not even recognizable. Those are G League like these guys aren't throwing out G leaguers, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, even Oklahoma City, I saw them beat the Clippers the other night. I mean, you know, uh, Shea Gillis Alex, Alexander, you know, the kid from Florida who looked good like. They got these. Even these young teams are talented. They just got to get. They got to get experience. So I think it's going to be a fun season because you're going to see upsets and you're going to see some of these like young guys really play well. That's what it is. You know what I mean? No nights off. No nights at off in this NBA. Everybody's looking you know, at least competitive. It may not say that they're looking great, but teams look competitive. And I think you're going to see even those teams. I look at Utah. I look at San Antonio. I, I, it reminds me of the Major League movie maybe a little bit. It's like, oh, well, you think we're going to, yeah, I mean, almost kind of despite themselves. And, you know, especially with Utah with old friend Danny Ainge out there running things as well too so um yeah great great conversation to begin the show here talking about kind of what's going on league wide if you will we'll see if some of these quote-unquote tanking teams will be able to continue their hot starts so before we get into crux show you know what we have to do pay our bills you know and and do the plug so as always please give our show a five-star rating on whatever outlet you're listening to us on uh, make sure you're following gary at g washburn globe or you can follow me at shaw sports nba follow believe network and or at believe sports on twitter and instagram as well too so on the other side of this break um you know what it is it'll be geno time but of, of course you got to hear a word from our friends over at ben online we'll be right back here for the other side of this geno time basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online and as your continued source for all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events whether that's nfl nba nhl mma tennis boxing or even golf Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, BELIEVE, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And on this week's edition of Geno Time, G-Wash and I are going to kind of discuss what's been going on with Boston, as always. We'll talk a little bit about Celtics last game um, as we record uh, against the Chicago Bulls where they didn't look all that great. Um, We'll talk a little bit about the week ahead, but first news of the day and you won't spend a whole lot of time here, but you know, Gary Jalen Brown, not too long ago, he signed with Donda sports, you know, Kanye's uh, sports agency and and, and franchise, if you will. Uh, Kanye's had a very interesting, you know, couple of weeks or months here yet again, Uh, Jalen, puts out a statement um, more or less, I guess this was two days ago. So now as we record saying that he was going to separate, you know, from, from that agency and has had since now, even as we record here today, put out some other statements about a school closing. And we know Jalen cares a lot about, you know, social justice issues and anything that has to do with unfair treatment. Um, Do you feel in any way he's gotten tripped up, you know, within his allegiances or 
some of the statements he's come out and made publicly, whether that be his his written statement or anything he said on Twitter, and any distraction you know you think this will be to the roster, the team, or his play in any capacity. I don't think it'd be a distraction, but I mean, I think it'd be a distraction to the team, not to the team, but maybe to him. I mean, it's a lot of the, on your mind, you know. I mean, he's he just turned twenty six on Tuesday, and you know, you got people who are like, "Hey, man, you know, disassociate yourself." And and I don't, I mean, obviously, like he has. I mean, I, I think we have to look at it in his perspective. He's a twenty six year old guy. Like Kanye is, uh, like forty five, forty six. So you know, someone who's uh, you know, much older, you know, almost 20 years older, uh, in a sense, someone that he's looked up to, I think, you know, if you really do the math, okay, like Jalen was eight years old when high school drop or college dropout dropped and through the wire, right? Um, so this is a guy to him who he looks up to, like, this is his, this is his, uh, in a sense for his music idol, right? This is his um guy you know that we grew up some people Marvin Gaye Stevie Wonder some people Michael Jackson the Prince and you know going going way back and other people you know now are into Drake you know like this is the guy that he looked up to so he builds a relationship he signs with his agency then suddenly this guy starts talking crazy stuff he starts talking racist and anti-semitic because he said stuff like slavery was a choice a few years ago. Not many people made as big of a deal about that. So I think with Jalen, I think he had to kind of put put his mind to it and think, okay, what's best for me? And I'm not, and I and I think he's a guy who's a thoughtful guy. He's not going to just run away. He's not going to just cut ties. But I think when he talked to me for that story on Tuesday that said he was going to still remain with Donda Sports because of the other things that they did, the other people in the organization. I think, you know, obviously I think at 26, you need a mentor, you know? I mean, I don't want to, you know, some of the decisions I made at 26 weren't the greatest decisions in the world, you know? Some of the decisions that I made and, you know, that you're a grown man, there's certain things you do on your own and, you know, he's a millionaire and all that. He's got the status, but he still might need some guidance. And I think that he probably talked to some people in his life and I give him, I applaud him for that. Hey man, you know, as much as, you have you you might have a good relationship with him. You just got to take a step back, you know. And maybe one day, if he apologizes, you know, you can realign, or you can maybe do some work with him in the future if things. But it, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I thought one of the key things he told me in an interview that I got was, you know, maybe he needs help. Maybe he needs some, you know, and 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 maybe that's a situation. And 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 I applaud him to, for trying to let's say you know, treat him like a family member, like to say, you know, when you, when your family member's down and out, you don't turn around and kick them to the curb. You try to help them. Now, if they don't want help or if they tell you, you know, what you can do with your help, then you might take another direction. So I applaud Jalen for making his decision. I think it was something that had to be done. And I also think it was smart for him to kind of talk. I'm sure he, his representatives probably talked to the representatives of Aaron Donald and was like, okay, guys, what do we do here? Um, because we're kind of the faces of his company. We're the only, you know, except Antonio Brown, who is uh, got yeah. issues of his own, right? But I, I do, I do applaud Jalen for just having the wherewithal to say, you know what, it's it's the best decision for me, and 
I thought it was a, a astute and smart decision. I don't, you know, I, I was getting emails from people who were criticizing him or, oh, it took him too long. He's 26 years old. Now it's time to concentrate on basketball. You know, I saw him at practice today. He's work, doing a real extensive workout, just having fun. Just, you know, get this off your chest. This isn't you. This isn't your problem. You do what's best for you. You worry about basketball and you align yourself with the right people. Yeah, I definitely agree with, you know, everything you said, you know, and I think, you know, you're talking about Jalen taking a long time to make the decision. Look how long it took Adidas to make the decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I think that was probably a long time coming. So but glad to hear, you know, in terms of, you know, your conversation with them, that he's in a good more or less mind space um, and it shouldn't be a distraction, I think, hopefully for him and be able to continue to play good basketball here on the court. So we'll transition here a little bit from the Jalen Brown and Donna story to Celtics last games. And while Kanye is famous for his own meltdowns, the Celtics had a little bit of their own meltdown, you know, against the Chicago Bulls, you know, getting up to as much as I believe it was a 19 point lead. And then to have that kind of flipped on its face, you know, to lose by 18, as you alluded to, um, Missoula gets tossed. Grant Williams gets tossed and now suspended a game as well. Um, a little bit worrisome because some of the old tendencies started to show. If I remember correctly, um, I believe I was actually listening to another Celtics podcast out there. I think Sean Krause and talked about Missoula said, Hey, you can't get bored doing the right thing. Um, and I don't know if that's exactly what happened, but that's what he saw in that situation. Talk to me a little bit about what you saw, any concerns, um, what has been the team's more or less mindset since that in practice and, you know, that game where it just didn't go as well as, as, as they wanted it to. Yeah, that would, definitely reverted back to last year with the frustration with officiating. I think, you know, like, you know, I should have tweeted this before the game and, and, and people hopefully believe me. When I looked at the officiating crew, I was like, okay, there's going to be some trouble here. Not, mm-hmm. you know, like two inexperienced officials, let, and then the main official is Mark Davis, who is kind of a guy who likes to show, you know, he likes to he likes to put on a little bit of a show, uh, likes to, you know, has is, is made his share of controversial calls, is a guy who some nights he's very, very good. Other nights he's had his problems. So I thought to myself, boy, Mark Davis, usually when Mark Davis is surrounded by two other veterans, it could be, you know, he'll, he'll take the step back. But the fact he was a lead official – and it was two inexperienced officials, including Cheryl Flores, a first-year official. You kind of saw that there's going to be some trouble, especially, Warren, as, as we know, we followed the, the team. The Southerners have trouble with the Bulls. The, their size just, you know, you, you bring Vucevic in, and he always gets in problems, Then you back him up with Andre Drummond, like two mammoth guys. The Celtics just don't have that type of size. You know, they don't. Like, even if they had Robert Williams, you know, to provide some resistance, he ain't got no he ain't got no size comparison to big Andre Drummond or Vucevic. Those are real grown men. So I think the Celtics won, played so well, then they got cute, you know, pulling up for threes. And then that second unit from the Bulls came in, Derek Jones Jr., Goran Dragic, uh, and start, you know, like uh former Celtic, uh Javante Green, just started making plays, you know, getting to the rim like like I think, I think like Derek Jones Jr. had like six or eight, like eight free throws in the second quarter. Six or eight free throws. Like he get, they're getting to the line. They start scoring points easy and be- beating the Celtics. And you're like, you're seeing it. Like okay, it's eighteen. Now it's down to fourteen. Now it's down to eight. Now it's down to six. You're like, oh boy. Okay, they're about to cough up this lead. And they literally, 
Warren, I mean, I think they were up 35 to 16 and trailed 65 to 49. I mean, my goodness, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's a, uh, if I do my math right, like a 49 uh, to like 18 runs, something like that, like in the same half, like that's, you can't have that happen. And they got steamrolled and then they made another run. I think in third quarter came within three, I think had the ball, missed the shot. Then all of a sudden here come the techs and, and the frustration and all that. So I think the Celtics have to be better at keeping their emotions in check. I think I knew, and I think they knew it was going to be a tough night in the first half, first half free throws was Chicago 19, the Celtics three. I think the Celtics felt like, okay, what's, I get it. Like Vucevic, they got big guys, but, you know, 16, first of all, any team that's attempting 19 free throws and a half, that's a problem. And right. you're only attempting three. And 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 I just think they they thought it was kind of, you know, they, they thought that it was a little, uh, you know, uh, one-sided, I'll say, with the, with, with the officiating. And then the frustration kicked in in the second half. So I, they've got to be careful. You know, this team's not a good rebounding team, so they got to gain – rebound they got everybody's got to hit the boards and they can't fall in love with the three-pointer i want to say in the second quarter i think they took 26 shots and 14 were threes like they were just they were trying to come back trying to build the lead trying to keep the lead trying to keep the game tied and then trying to come back with the three-pointer like if it's not going down get to the free throw line get to the rack, draw some fouls slow the game down like in terms of you know, put Vucevic in, in some, some adverse situations defensively, you know, as opposed to just running up and chucking threes. And I think that was kind of the early last year Celtics. Let's win with the three ball. And if we don't miss, let's just keep shooting until we make them. And and that's how that – I feel like they lost the game in the second quarter because Chicago, as I mentioned earlier, they had given up 132 points to, to Cleveland – the crowd was booing them in the first quarter, like because you know half the crowd was literally uh, trying to find out the Monday Night Football score because obviously it was Bears Patriots. So the the crowd then here come the Bulls and the Celtics go up nine nothing. They go up you know thirty five like they're just trouncing them. So the fans were ready to turn on them, and then all of a sudden here comes a spark, and so the Celtics should have jumped on them in the second quarter. Hey, in this game in the first half. You know, give yourself an easy night. And I think they had a chance to. But here comes Derrick Jones Jr., Goran Dragic, who has always given them trouble, Javante Green, Andre Drummond. You know, Drummond gets seven rebounds and I think six or seven minutes. Like, they just pounded the Celtics. And the Celtics got to be more physical, got to be a little bit more tougher. You know, and that's Al Horford. That's Grant Williams. That's some of their bigs. You know, and, you know, the question we can talk about, you know, Warren, is do they need another big? You know, is Blake Griffin the answer? Um, can you survive on the boards against some of these tough teams with what you're presenting now? Like, I think we're seeing that Luke Cornett is not part of the rotation. Right. Okay. And we kept hearing about him over the summer, and Luke Cornett's going to play a bit bigger role, and they're going to bring him back and – Luke Cornett has just played some garbage time. Al Horford uh, is not a great rebounder as it is. He can, but you know he can try. So, and you got Blake Griffin and you got Grant Williams. You know, but it's going to be it's up to Tatum and Brown also. Like everybody's got they got a gang rebound. 
And so I think the some problems definitely arose. And look who they're playing on Friday, Warren. Cleveland. Jared Allen. Freaking. Uh, <laughs> Nick Mobley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, good luck with that. You know what I'm saying? Two legit defensive, you know, minded centers who block shots and get rebounds. You know, along with, you know, we'll see if Darius Garland is available. We don't know yet. But obviously with the with the new look Cavs with Donovan Mitchell. So that's a tough game. That's a, not an easy game. Washington coming in on Sunday, not an easy game, as we talked about earlier. This league is filled with parity. There's no cupcakes. As uh, my colleague Dan Chines, he's called them tomato cans. There's no <laughs> tomato cans in the league anymore. You know, you can get bitten. So the Celtics got to be careful here. They got to, you know, they want to keep this momentum up. Start out fast. This is what they talked about. You don't want to start out three and three now. Like three and one, do whatever it takes. Eke out a tough win because, you know, can Cleveland come into Boston and win on the road? That would be a really big win for their franchise, taking that next step, beating the defendant. But I think they're going to they're gonna be present. They're not going anywhere. You know, they're going to play. They're going to play the Celtics tough. Like, that's a challenging game against another big team. And that's the thing. The Celtics are going to have to figure out how to combat their lack of size on the boards. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I think what ends up happening is you you look at the Celtics and some of the things that were supposed to be strengths have not necessarily been this year, especially from the defensive side. They're actually 28th in defensive rating right now. Running through another couple of numbers, I'll even back up some of the conversation that you alluded to. 29th right now in, in, in total. Sorry, defensive rebounding, 27th in total rebounding as we record. 30th in steel, seven in blocks. Those are kind of counting stats, maybe not as big of a deal. Um, but when you talk about the three-point line, <laughs> so uh, the, the Celtics are uh, are really interesting. You know, what I mean, when it when it comes to their their overall percentages, which are not bad, um, but then when you take compare that to the twos in which they take, you know, the Celtics are one of the lowest shooting two point percentage teams out there, not percentage wise in terms of attempts. So they're 29th actually in, in actually attempts in two points this year. So really living and dying by the three-point basketball. The turnovers are not bad and actually very good. They're almost elite in that aspect in terms of their fourth overall, but they're also not turning other people over 29th on the defensive side in terms of turning turning other teams over. So defense has been a really big issue for this squad as we've you know got going here in the early part of the season. Um, and rebounding, as you alluded to, especially with the lack of front court depth there. Now in a game where you go against Allen and Mobley, while they're not necessarily back to the basket type bigs, they're 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 mobile bigs, you know, catching lobs, and Mobley can do a little bit even out on the perimeter. But to not have Grant Williams on top of that as well is going to be quite the challenge. We saw kind of the give the gift and the curse of Noah Vonleh in the Chicago game, just to just not have a good game. Um, and then, you know, like, do you leave that up to Blake Griffin now to kind of pick up the pieces there? Um, I'm a little concerned, you know, about the stretch only from the set. Or like you said, it's just there are no days off and it could, it could be very easy to be complacent and especially against a Cav team that is really trying to get back. And the Celtics don't really have good luck. It, it, I, I would imagine Darius Garland is going to return <laughs> for, the, for this yeah. game just because I mean, it's, it's been about time as well, too. And they always kind of have to do things a hard way. So. It'll be really, really, really tough um, and a great test for them because I think Cleveland wants to show that they have a certain level of metal here and a little certain, certain level of viability even themselves here in the Eastern Conference. Um, have you heard any conversations around the team specifically 
regarding the defense um, and the lack thereof that we've seen this season. You know, what's Missoula's, you know, answer to that question? Because offensively, yeah, they've been pretty good, you know, but defensively it's just been, it's been a nightmare compared to where we were a season ago. Yeah, I think they know that they, I mean, the, the good thing if you're a Celtic fan is, you know, they've had two full days of practice preparing for this Cleveland game with, you know, three days off. They took Tuesday off. And then they came back Wednesday and Thursday. And I think they, that's been the emphasis is, is defense, like team defense, being in the right spots, you know, and and also not letting teams get second chance points, you know, like don't demoralize your defense by giving up an offensive rebound where then you're asking your defense to d- defend another 20 seconds after you defended 20 seconds and had a good 20 seconds of defense. Don't make them defend 40 seconds. So I think – the defense and the rebounding kind of go hand in hand because you just want to keep teams to one shot. And I think I think they've also, you know, Tatum and Brown have got to lead it. Marcus Smart has to be better. Um, you know, you can't – they're fouling too much. I think that's a problem too. Uh, some of these fouls, they're getting the bonus early. You know, they, they kind of uh, – the third quarter in Miami, they got into the bonus. They put the heat in the bonus like – uh, eight minutes, 11 seconds left in the third. So, you know, the Heat lived at the line in that third quarter, and that's when they made their big comeback. And the Celtics were able to fight that off and, and win there, and that was a, a impressive win for them. But, like, you can't give teams eight minutes in the bone, especially big physical teams. And the Celtics are just fouling too much at this point, too, and that's hurting their defense. Uh, so I think it's going to take a collective effort, you know. And Missoula was kind of the – de facto defensive coordinator last year. So mm-hmm. he should know what he's doing. And I think obviously not having Robert Williams hurts, but Robert ain't being back coming back anytime soon. Like, you know, let's be honest. He's he's out another two months at least. So they can't well wait till Robert gets they can't do that. You know, right. uh they they've got a plan for Robert not to come back till January. And then obviously it's going to be a slow process to return. It's not like he's going to play 40 minutes <laughs> the minute he comes back. He's going to play, going to play 15. And so it, it, it could be into, into February in terms of them getting a fully healthy and ready to go Robert Williams near all-star break. So they've got to figure this out. And I'm not sure, uh, you know, I, I think they have the personnel. I think, you know, Brogdon's a good defender. Derek White can be a good defender. But it's got to be by the t- team. You know, it can't be just one guy shutting everybody down. They've got to be in the right spots. Uh, and they've got to be aggressive. They got to chase loose balls. They got, you know, they're not getting the fifty-fifty ball, Warren. They're not getting those loose balls. They're not getting that. You know, they're giving up too much. And I thought that, you know, they played well at Miami, and then they came out in Orlando and kind of held on against yeah. a team that doesn't really know how to win yet. You know, they they outscored the Magic, and I think they were trying to outscore the Bulls, and then the Bulls put on it. You know, put a little defensive. Uh, display on themselves, you know, on the Celtics, the Celtics started missing threes and then the Bulls started scoring and getting to the free throw line. So they got to figure out a strategy of how to win. Yeah. It, you know, it can't just be, let's hit a bunch, let's hit a, you know, a bunch of threes. Let's bombard them with three pointers. That's not always going to work. You know, well, who, who, who is it that, who is it that said, and uh, you know, correct me. I, I don't even remember where the quote came from, but offense is intoxicating. And I think for especially kind of a still a young Celtics team, they have veteran guys here and guys who've just been in the league a little bit of time. But, you know, Tatum and Brown are still very young. 
and you see those shots start to fall and you know the crowd is you know talking stuff and you know you're doing your three-point sign and feeling feeling good it's just it gets really intoxicating and i think that's where it goes back to what mozula said earlier you know the quote i quoted earlier is that hey you get bored kind of doing the right thing and now you want to see if you can hit home runs all the time so they got to continue to hit those singles and doubles and really just kind of get on base here, you know, using a baseball reference um, to make sure that they don't, you know, kind of slip down the wrong path here because this is a very talented basketball team. But things can go awry very quickly in this league as we continue to allude to just because the talent is just too good, especially when you're playing on the road. It's a Chicago team who I think has also taken a step back in general, but they laid the wood and they do play. They do play Boston well especially some of the guys Goran Dragic gives me nightmares. <laughs> yeah. That guy just yeah. always seems to figure it out. So, yeah. so before we close out, we'll talk about, you know, the, the wizards game and you touched on a little bit earlier. Uh, Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, obviously that relationship always something that gets discussed heavily when those two play, you know, what are your kind of expectations from there too, with the wizards coming into town Porzingis, at least for now, hopefully Kyle Kuzma playing the best basketball of his life, really for the last two seasons where he's just been, it's been really amazing for him over there. Um, you know, they're getting some production out of Monty Morris, then you have Diva. Like it's yeah, the Wizards are a hard, hard basketball team. But you know, Beal and Tatum, do you think we'll get into one of those classic matchups, you know, that they have sometimes given us, or will it just be kind of more of a team game? Yeah, I think it will be a team game, but you know, obviously Bradley Beal has had his moments against the Celtics. I think it will be a shootout. You know, and Washington's a team that, you know. Like Cleveland, like they, they want to make the playoffs. They feel like they've got enough talent. They feel like remember they were they were I think ten. They started out I want to say ten and three last year. I mean they they got off to they were one of the kind of the quote unquote surprise teams. And then they just you know Bill got hurt and you know, they just kind of went into the crapper. You know, unfortunately for them. So I think they 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 really want to make the playoffs this year. And they got the talent. You got you know Bill and remember they made that trade with Denver. You got Will Barton in there, Monte Morris. Uh, Porzingis, you know, like you said, Kyle Kuzma's always has given the Celtics problems in the past. You know, um, you got a, a good quality team that plays well at home. I mean, I think they they won all their games at home, and obviously they could be shaky on the road. But the Celtics have to punch first. Like they've got mm -hmm. to let them know we're the East Conference champions. This is not going to be an easy game for you. And so I think that's the message, you know, starting with Cleveland and then starting with Washington. This is a team, where, as we know, like except when they maybe play at Golden State and maybe at Memphis at times, they're going to be favored with with uh, the sporting with the betting lines. They're going to be favored seventy of their last you know seventy eight games, right? I mean, they're going to be pretty much favored unless you know obviously there's going to be some close co close lines, but most of the time they're going to be the favorite team. And they got to play like it. They got to play like we're here to win every night. We are not here to mess around with you. And they can't let Cleveland and Clint let Washington, you know, jump out to a big lead. And they have, and the Celtics have done well playing at the good, well at the beginning of games, not getting buried early or whatever, you know, or not getting, you know, like Philadelphia kind of jumped out a little bit late first quarter. And then the Celtics kind of came back in the second quarter and tied it and then took over the second half. So, you know, they haven't had a really poor start, but they've got to play with some real fat passion and fire and vigor um, in these two games. So I think this they should be mad. They should be mad what happened in Chicago. They should be mad about getting their butts. They 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 should feel like they should feel like no team should beat us by 18 points. 
That's what yeah. I, if I'm the Celtics, I think ain't nobody good enough to beat us by 18 points, especially that team with no Lonzo Ball. You know what I'm saying? Zach Levine was not very good the other night. He had his moments, but Zach Levine was not at his best. You know, DeMar DeMarosa was solid, 25 points, but he's put up 40 before. It was just Vucevic. It was, you know, Io. Io, Io, I mean, he is literally unstoppable against the Celtics. I wrote a stat in in his two seasons. He's 26 for 29 from the field against the Celtics. I mean, that's that's like 90% shooting. I mean, mean, you know, he just doesn't miss against the Celtics. So, you know, they should be mad about that game because it's not like, well, they lost the buzzer or someone went for 50 points. Like, they got whooped. And, you know, they tried to come back, but they got whooped. And they should feel like they should feel a little bit not embarrassed. It's still a little early for that, but a little bit upset. And let's see how they approach the, these next two games. Yeah, I think that's a good call, Gary, and a great place for us here to wrap up here on Believe in Celtics, brought to you by Ben Online. So um, we'll see how Boston fares over the next couple of games here. We should be back with you by midweek, hopefully, to kind of check out the remaining part of the, of the sorry, the beginning part of November. Um, where it definitely doesn't get any easier. They'll have Cleveland again. Got Memphis coming up, et cetera. It's just it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild ride here for these Boston Celtics. So again, make sure you stay tapped in here with us. Um, give us a five star rating, as we said earlier. Before he is Gary Washburn. Follow him on Twitter at G Washburn Globe. Follow me on Twitter at Shaw Sports NBA for Believe in Celtics. Again, I'm Warren Shaw, and make sure you believe. We'll talk to you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. 